Welcome to Get Inspired, the podcast by Go Hard for God Daily. This is where we display the life of believers. We share and teach the gospel with practical living. We be real, we be honest, and we be open. And encourage you to be the authentic version of you that God created. Welcome to Get Inspired. Now let's get into the episode for today. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kirby Love, CEO, founder, Go Have a God Daily. Welcome back to another episode. We're in season four. For those who have been keeping up, our frequent followers, those who are tapped into what we're doing right here on the Get Inspired uh, podcast by way of Go Hard for God Daily. You know, in season four, what we've dived into is more so the relationships to be able to help married couples. So we're here again um, on episode number three of season four, and I have... The most specialists. I made that up. I know. <laughs> I have the most special person uh, in my life at this moment in time. Joining me today on this episode is my beautiful wife, uh, Mrs. Love, as the education world called her. Um, I would say her first name, but a lot of people mess it up, even if I tell you what the first name is. Should we tell him your first name? You want to tell him? You tell him your first name. It's LaRussia. <laughs> LaRussia. All right. When we go to uh, check out fast food and stuff, they be jacking her name up when she order through the app and stuff. And everybody gets to the car and they're like, it's LaRussia, Larissa. <laughs> and she just kind of go with it. Like, yeah, that's it. That's it. So listen, shout out to everybody with difficult names. I don't feel like your name is difficult. It's really not. It's pronounce how it's spelled yeah so uh but yeah so that's that but i have my wife joining me today and we're going to continue what we've been doing in season four just being able to um share some things that can potentially (laughs) potentially listen i do this all the time (laughs) they already know kirby love cannot talk so it ain't nothing new um but we want to be able to help those who are looking to get married, those who are married, who've been married for 10 years plus, or those who've been married for one year. Uh, No matter where you are, marriage is a beautiful thing. And uh, we've had a journey. We've been married for 14 years. Yeah. Going on 15 next year in May. And there's a lot of things that we have learned. um, And we just want to be able to, you know, sit down and just have the conversation uh, with you guys and talk to you about some marriage things, some tips, some principles, some practical things. Uh, some struggle things, how you can overcome some things, things that help so that you can continue to stay in covenant. Uh, Again, it's a beautiful thing to be married, and we just want to be able to help those out there and speak to that audience. So um, today, where do we start? Where should we start? We got a lot of stuff we can talk about. (laughs) So I got got the cards here um, with a lot of different things, a lot of different places we can go. I think we can kind of start by... Um, you could just tell them how you came on to me back in high school. There's a story that you have yet to been be honest about and just really tell the truth on how you came to Kirby Love in high school <laughs> because I was somebody that you was desperately wanting. No, you already started with the lies. Okay. Tell the truth. The truth set you free. The truth is me and my friend were playing a game where we would just go up to different boys and say, hey, she likes you. 
Um, so this time it just happened that she went up to him and it worked out for our good. <laughs> so, um, it's like I'm by accident, but it worked out for you. <laughs> it worked out for you. It worked out for us. <laughs> okay. That sounds better. It's, it's good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm happy y'all played the game. <laughs> I'm happy y'all played the game. Look, they was answering prayers. They didn't even know that they was they had anything to do with. So I was already praying. I had prayed. I didn't I, I didn't really have a relationship with God. I'm gonna put it like this. I knew I could pray. Yeah. Like I knew that much. If you want something, you pray and ask God. That's as that's the that's as far as I knew. You're talking about a 16, 17 year old kid. So that's as far as I knew. That was my relationship with God. And that was it. I knew I could pray. I can ask God. If I needed something like before a football game, God, just don't let me get hurt. <laughs> Protect me. And it was one game I actually got hurt. And I was like, dang, I didn't pray before the game. So <laughs> but uh but yes, but I, I did I did know that much. But one of the things that I did pray though was um I prayed for someone like nice, kind, not like Macho, if that's a word, like aggressive. It's a, it's a word, but I don't calm. know if we really use that word well, for women. I mean, yeah, this that's why I it's mean. like macho man. Yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, I I really um prayed for someone that was calm, that was like patient, that was not aggressive, and all of that. And she was literally everything I prayed for at 17, 18. But when we got together, I knew that I wanted to marry you. I'm talking to them. Let me talk to them real quick. I knew <laughs> I wanted to marry her um, then. And I know some people are like, how do you know you want to marry somebody at 17, at 18 years old? What, you how, do you, how do you think you know? Do you, you think you just know? At 18, like, if you want to marry somebody. We've heard relationships, like, people been married. Like, yeah. Miss Joyce and her husband was married. They was, like, teenagers and stuff, and then they eventually got married and stayed married until he passed away. I feel like when you know, you know, like, if that makes sense. Almost yeah. like when you're buying a house. Like, when you're buying this house and we walked into the model home, we knew. It's yeah. not the same, yeah, but it's kind of the same. The same. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I think there is a if you know, you know. Yeah. But I, th I think it's more, I th you just have to experience it. You know how they say it's better said than done? I think this is more better done than said. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to experience the, the if you know, you know. It, yeah. Because like, you can say if you know, you know. But when you are in the situation... That's the that's the experience. Like, yeah, it's you like, can see you talk to somebody for like two days or a week, and you was like, I know that's I know yeah. that's it. It's like a feeling, like that you, I guess, never experienced with anyone but the person that you know you want to be with for a long time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, and I also think it it maybe come from just stuff you kind of see other people deal with or like you see certain marriages or certain relationships or and maybe you want something different also like because yeah. some people have different models when it comes to parents what, mm -hmm. what they look like in their home and then 
when they see or experience sometimes. And I ain't saying necessarily go by this because what I don't want you guys to do is be fooled by somebody who's playing a part, all right? Let's put that in there. Yeah. Don't be fooled by somebody playing a part. Now, when we talk about you know you know, like you know you know. But we're not going to dive too much into that because um, the spirit of God is really where we want to be at when we know we know, meaning we're led by the spirit with who we're going to be with. So, but um, that's that's the story of how we met. Back to the main point. That's how we met. Um, I had already been having an eye out for keeping an eye out on her, watching her and stuff. I wasn't stalking. I was just looking. What's the difference? Like stalking is like following folks around. <laughs> you got cameras. You you like. I ain't gonna put the plans of stalkers. I don't want folks to be like they telling people how to stalk. People just know how to stalk, right? I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. We don't want to do that. I don't know how to stalk. <laughs> <laughs> but I was looking. Like, when I seen you, I was like, yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. Lustful. That's what no. it was. Nope. Nope. I just like what I saw. <laughs> I, I like what I saw, you know? so it You was, didn't even know me, though. So That don't, that don't mean nothing. You was looking. I was looking. That's what I said. I wasn't stalking. I was looking. It's lustful. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, I knew what I wanted. <laughs> so, and it came right to me, y'all. It came right to me. I ain't even have to work for it like that. Like, I ain't have to go out and get my homeboys and like, man, put in a word for me. <laughs> That's what you did, though. That's kind of what that you I- did. It was the other way around. You you kind of had your homegirl to put in a word for you, even though y'all was quote unquote playing, but you still here. Mm. <laughs> Say less. We were playing. All right, y'all. Uh, let's get into some some really good stuff, some good conversation that we want to have tonight, just about marriage, um, some things that we've kind of experienced, we've learned. So we got married at 18, 19. Yeah. Very, very, very young. So we uh, we Babies. were together. We were together in high school. Yeah. And then when you, when she graduated high school, we were fast tracking that thing. So you could tell, I'll let you tell the fast track story, kind of how it went. Like timeline. So we got engaged when I was 17. Yeah. Well, let me start. So I met you when I was 15. Mm -hmm. We got engaged when I was 17. Mm -hmm. We got married when I was 18, like literally maybe two weeks after I turned 18. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so I graduated high school that Saturday. We left to go back to North Carolina that Tuesday. That Thursday we got married, and that Friday we moved into our apartment. Mm. Yeah, we was fast tracking that thing. <laughs> but here we are. But yeah, here we are. And I, I know um, to people who may be listening to this, they're like, yeah, y'all really moving. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all what y'all what y'all's in a hurry for? Um honestly nothing. Yeah. I think we just had a plan. Yeah, we had a plan. Yeah. And and I I knew what I wanted, like from the time that we got engaged. Like I, I knew I wanted to be with her. I had already told my mom that I wanted to be with her, that I was gonna marry her and everything. So yeah. I knew what I wanted, right? And I knew I was ready to go. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think she had a plan I did not for, for me. Like I like <laughs> I knew who I want. You know, I think we wanted to be together. Yes. We were together. Yeah. You know, we had been talking for a while, but 
You were just ready to go. I, I was ready to go. <laughs> she was ready to get out the house. Um, Mama, if you're listening, plan, if you're listening to this. Look, thinking back, I'm like, that's scary. I just followed you. Legit. Didn't have a plan. I just knew you were going to do what you need to do. Yeah. So let's talk about that, though. Let's talk about that area there because there are a lot of people who kind of just put their trust in man mm-hmm. like you did. Again, now, so we're going to let me give you a little bit of spiritual backdrop of where we were first, all right? Where we were first, I wouldn't say I was saved. I wouldn't say I was saved either. I wouldn't say I was saved. Like I, was I was kinda, praying like literally yeah. every night, but I was doing stuff that I knew I shouldn't have done and prayed at night like, Lord, please forgive me. I'm not going to do it again and yeah. then do it the next day. I, I think we all had that, that <laughs> prayer. Everybody, if you ain't had that prayer before, you lying. You lying. Yeah. So... But let's let's talk about how some people can like just put their trust in man. So in your in that state, you was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna go follow this dude," mm-hmm. and you knew, but there was really a hope. Yeah, it was really kind of like I hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, if it failed, what was your plan after that? I I. I don't know. That's scary. That is, look, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but you'll be amazed at how many people literally uproot their whole lives yeah. to follow a man, but nobody uproot or drop everything to follow God the same way. No, no. Even though, like, he'll show you, like, I'm here, you can follow me, like, it's going to be good. When you come over here, but no. Yeah, but that takes relationship with God. Like, you don't know the voice of God if you don't have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So. I think for some people it's easier. Like, for me, of course, I was 18 at the time. Right. It was easier because I could see you. Like, I talked to you every day. Yeah. I knew you. Right. And so it's easier, I guess, to that point, it's easier to put trust in things that you see mm-hmm. or people that you see. And sometimes you experience, have experienced their level of whatever it is that they're doing. So you say, OK, I can yeah. I can bet that they're going to take care of this, yeah. that they're going to do that. So but I, mean, I, I think go ahead. I was going to say, like, they haven't let you down. Right. Like, kept their promises. Like, mm-hmm. if you say you're going to be there, you were there on time. And, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. So, I think one of the things that um, would be helpful for people in that situation is to begin to learn the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Because what we don't want you to do is, you know, you're young, you're excited. You're married. You're ready to be grown. And honestly, this this is this is the phase that we were in. Um, real quick before we get ready to take our first break, time is rolling already. Yeah. Um, this is the phase that we were in. We were young. We were excited. And when you're young, excited, eighteen, nineteen, you're always just ready to get out. Yeah. Especially when you have rules that you don't always want to follow yes. in the house. I remember, like before I graduated, because I lived with my mom, and my dad was like, "What's your plan?" And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and, and he was like, well, 
you know, if you want to come stay here, that's fine. But just know I got rules. I'm pretty sure your mom got rules too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm wrong. Like, I yeah. want to do what I want to do. Right. <laughs> so. Right. You don't want to move out of one parent house grown. And this is growing up in yeah. dual, like having mom and dad being separated. But you yeah. don't want to grow up in one home. You got rules and then you're grown. You were to get out on your own, and then now you move with dad, and yeah. you're still grown, and now you still can't yeah. do what you want to do. So, so I Look. was like, no, nah, that ain't sound pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you had to figure it out. Yeah. So, but I think that's the place that most of us are when we're young, 18, 19, we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just like, hey, I'm ready to get out. And we don't necessarily think about the the things like what's next we just kind of live in the moment yeah so uh we're gonna take a break right here really quick and then we're gonna come back and finish talking about a lot of great things that we have for you guys hey i just want to take this moment and let you guys know that we just released something new on our website and what that is is the prayer wall the prayer wall is a place where you can submit your prayers for yourself your loved ones, your co-workers, friends, or anybody that you know that need prayer. You can go on the website, www.ghfgd.com, and submit your prayer right there. We post those prayers on the prayer wall. Now, the prayer wall is not just uh, a place where we're displaying the prayers, but it's where our community is able to join together and pray for one another as believers. We always talk about here at Go Hard For God Daily that it's a lifestyle. And when we say it's a lifestyle, that means that our life reflects what we should be doing as believers and praying for one another is one of the things that we should be doing. So take a moment whenever you get a chance to go to the prayer wall, look at the prayers that are on there, pray for somebody else, or if there's something that you need prayer for or a family member or a co-worker or a friend, then you can submit that prayer and we'll be interceding and praying with you guys. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, so we're back um, and we was, what we left off on was just talking about being young 18, 19, you're ready to move out, get on your own. But let's kind of transition into um, some other things. Cause So throughout um, our marriage, and I want to hit on this a little bit because this is more so like relationship goals, marriage goals. Yeah. Because a lot of people can see you where you are now. They see you on the mountaintop, but they don't see you on the climb. Yeah. And the climb was hard. Yeah. So <laughs> the climb, everybody healed is different. Yeah. Like, and if you know about, if you ride a bike, if you run, exercise, if you on the incline on the treadmill, you know what that heel feels like. <laughs> that thing get to burning and you be want to quit. Well, right? even some driveways around here, I'm like, I would not want to walk up that. Yeah. So... <laughs> When we're uh, when we're talking about that, everybody have their own heels, their own clients, clients. That's two. That's I know two what times. You meant. That's two times. All right. That's two. <laughs> but everybody have their own climb, you know, in their marriages and their relationships. So there's a lot of people who would um, look at like whether it be us or whether they're celebrities and things like that. And the first thing they do is like, man, I want. My marriage to be like Russell Wilson and Sierra. Everybody want that. Or I, you know, <laughs> I want my I want my marriage to be like Jay Z and Beyonce. Or I want my marriage to be like this. And sometimes yeah. it may not be people of status. It could be like people like us. And like I love you guys, marriage and stuff. And I'm cool with being influenced and seeing you know some positivity in people's marriage. But you don't know 
their climb. You don't know what's going on behind, what, the, behind scenes. the scenes, like what you don't see. Yeah. Right? There's some people. don't post. Yeah. Or what they don't post. What we don't post or what they don't post. Now, I ain't, I ain't beating you up. Well, no. I ain't. Hey, hey. <laughs> we ain't doing all that. Mm-mm. But um, uh, a lot of people do look at other relationships and they be like, I want my marriage to be like that. Like, yeah. what do you say to people who have that kind of mindset or that conversation? Not even just a mindset, but when they're saying those words, what do you say to people like that? I just to more so to women anyway. Um, I guess like, do you really want that? <laughs> like, you don't know their real like. Real, uh, look, mm-hmm. you got one. Me there you go. That's one. Yep. <laughs> Well, you know. But you don't know their real relationship. Like, you know what they show you. Mm-hmm. And you could want that, but meanwhile, like, you get it, and then their husband or the husband that you get that is like their husband is too demanding. Once, you know, mm-hmm. his clothes folded this way. Once yeah. his meal hot out the skillet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, at a certain time. Yeah. And all of this and that, and you're like, oh, wait, I ain't signed up for that part. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that she does this and does yeah. that, and you're just not comfortable with it. So mm-hmm. now, like, you're in a mess because you wanted what they have. Yeah. And sometimes, I want to say this the right way. And sometimes, it's not about what you say you didn't sign up for. But what you asked for in the spirit and you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So let me break this down. So when you start, we talk. I talked about this before about when when you you had to be careful what what you say first and foremost. Yeah. But when you're talking about being like somebody else or having somebody else's relationship, then you're opening yourself up to say, I want to go through what they go through. Their struggles. Their struggles and things like that. Now, you don't know these struggles. Yeah. You don't know the demand that that man has. You know, you don't know how demanding Russell Wilson is to Sierra. Yeah. But she may be the person that's okay with that and do all the cooking and the cleaning. But what you do is verbally, because of what you've said, now you're starting to experience the things that she experienced. So it's unnecessary... um, Hurdles, heels, battles, yeah, and things that you may not ha- would have had to gone through, have had to, that 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 <laughs> that you that's three, three one. Well, you gonna catch up though. I'm not. Um, I'm not. But it's unnecessary things. <laughs> <laughs> it's unnecessary. Uh, some of the things that you have to go through, but because you said that's what you wanted, then now you become a partaker in the struggles and the battles and yeah. things like that of that relationship, not knowing it. So make sure when you're talking about a relationship goal and things like that, set your own goal. Yes. Set your own standards. Like you know what you like. Mm-hmm. So just go by that. Say, Lord, can you please bless me with a man or a woman? That's like this, this, this. I ain't gonna say, I ain't saying he gonna give it to you. <laughs> he gonna give you what you need, not right. necessarily. Maybe a little bit of what you want, but definitely what you need. Right. So, just be led by God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just be led by God. Right. Um, you shouldn't have like a relationship goal. It's it's cool to celebrate people 
for how they are and what they have, mm-hmm. right? But set your own standards for your house. Like, yeah. there's a threshold. What What is your, like, what would be, what would you say is like a threshold for you, like a, from a standard? Because I talked about this too, about setting standards that you have. Like, if this dude do this, that's it. Yeah. Like, what, what, what would be one of your, like, your standards that you have, and if this happens, I'm gone. Well, you already know that. Tell like, me again. You... <laughs> um, maybe I won't share that one. It's a standard. <laughs> hey, I'm in the clear, so I ain't worried about... I ain't worried about nothing, but it's it's just a standard that you that you would have. Um, let me think hard. So you obviously just had one. I did. You can say it. What is it? I don't know. I feel like that's an easy question, but a hard question at the same time, because. Of course, I'm not saying that everything is perfect with us, but I feel like we're in a good place, and I don't feel like there's anything. What's your threshold? <laughs> Look, have, what's yours? What's your threshold? What's yours? Let's go about that. Let's start with So that. now you're going to ask a question with a question. Yep. So you you, so you putting a Jesus on me. <laughs> All right, so... We talk about having standards and setting thresholds and things like that. Like, if this happens, then look, I'm done. Um, I honestly haven't thought about a threshold that I would have because I haven't, I haven't felt like I would have to set a standard like that because we've been together for a while and I just haven't had to set a standard like that. But so the reason I ask, the reason I ask though, because it's different for women because. For for women, it's like if he put his hands on me, I'm gone. Oh, well, it's a yeah, deal breaker. That's understandable, right? You see, I'm, so when I talk about stuff like for me, that's not a threshold for me because it's not necessarily a concern. Yeah, but for women, it's more so of a concern for them because yeah, because well, of masculinity. And I ain't saying that's right. If you put your hands on a woman, whether she girlfriend, married, or whatever, you're wrong, and yeah, you're wrong. But some women more it's more so for a woman or woman to have a threshold or something like that that she's like look if this happened i'm done yeah okay well duh like they i don't think i would do well with yeah that. <laughs> he's like yeah. no no thank you but in some cases like because you know what i watch there are some women that put their hand on me and too and that's just not okay like just because you're a woman doesn't mean you can like punch them in whatever right. you feel like you want to do, right? Because you don't feel like they will hit you back. I'm not saying they should, but you shouldn't do it either. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you need to, you need to have standards, though. Have your own standards. Set your own goals. Um, and have a threshold. Now, I'm not saying that reconciliation ain't a thing because sometimes you can reconcile. Yeah. Some sometimes people have babies. Outside, and they reconcile. That'd be a oh, little tough. No, that's that's it for me. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but 
<laughs> that, that'd be a tough I'm, one for me. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm. Yeah, that'd be a tough one for me. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I I cannot. That that <laughs> that's it. That'll be it for me. Yeah. So thresholds, standards. When you talk about marriage goals, make sure that you have a goal that's realistic to um, knowing your spouse. Like I know who she is. Uh, she knows who I am. She knows how I flow. I know how she flows. So I yeah. set my standards. And my expectations according to how we, you know, flow together, how we work together. I don't, I don't expect her to do things, you know. Yeah. That, that this are just, just yeah. out of the norm. Yeah. And another thing I, I told her um, too is, I said I do not want a slave. No, like there's. Mm-mm. What year is this? Twenty twenty three. Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. Ain't no more slave. That's just some slaves. But you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I told her I don't want a slave. And what, what that means is I'm not looking for um, her to cook every single day, do all the laundry, uh, clean up behind me everywhere that I go, everything that I do. And it's like, if I said it, then you need to do it. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not looking for a slave. Like, what I want is a wife. A partner. A partner, like, and according to what scripture says, how that is supposed to be. Yeah. That's what I long for. That's what I desire. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. And I believe if that good thing has the things that you need to complement who you are as Mm -hmm. a man. And you have to work together. Yeah. Because, like, some of the meals that I like, I can't cook. Like, you you have to cook them. Yeah. Like steak. I can't cook steak. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we have our pros and we have our cons, but they still... They still work together. Mm-hmm. They still work together. So, um, yeah. So, let's uh, move right along into, I got so much stuff here. Um, but man. literally, if y'all could see it, the card is full. Yeah, I got a lot we of stuff. We're going to talk about all this stuff. Probably. We'll, probably. We'll be here all day. And all night. <laughs> so, let's go with, um, let's, let's talk about... Um, so we've been married for 14 years. Mm-hmm. What are, what are some things that you feel like you've grown in or some things that have helped you grow just in marriage as a woman in these 14 years of us being together? Because we got together young. Like, we literally have seen each other grow. Yes. From teenagers to our 30s now. Yes. So, like, what are some things Look, in 14 early 30s. years? <laughs> hey. We blessed. <laughs> so, but what are some things that you've learned um, that have helped you grow in 14 years just as a woman and as a wife? Um, I feel like I've learned to listen more. Um, take your feelings into consideration. And be more supportive. And, of course, cook better. Okay. And I guess just be more patient also. I'm thinking. Because I've learned a lot, honestly. Mm -hmm. That's a question. So you have to take time and write stuff like this down. Like, I literally got to think about it. Because sometimes you don't don't realize how much you've learned, how much you've grown. You just kind of live day to day. Yeah. But it's good to... Um, I know it's a spontaneous question, but it's good to have questions like this 
and then just sit down and write them things down like man how have i grown in 14 years yeah you know or however course, long you've been married yeah of course i know i'm not the same as i was when we absolutely married. um so that's yeah that's a question I feel like I gave simple answers. Right. I mean, but it's something that I would have to like think back because honestly, I remember bits and pieces of who that girl was. Hmm. But but that's your that's your story. That's your growth, right? Yeah. I feel like for me, um, I kind of know who the eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old Kirby was. Like, I have a clear-cut understanding. Um, so I know, because I'm definitely not going back to that. So one of the things I know for sure that I've grown in in 14 years is not being stubborn. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had, it was a, my way, I feel like I deserve this. What they call that, the kids now? Like, um, they just feel like you should just give them stuff. All the kids. <laughs> what, what's the word for it? It's like entitled. Yes. Entitled. Yes, like that is I, I feel a lot of the kids. You know, these I days. I just felt like there are certain things that I deserve or I should have, and then there were certain times where I would answer when I feel like answering, or I wouldn't when I write. Thank and, you, Lord, for delivering you from that. Cause, yeah. Yeah. I but that's that. that's one of the things that I've grown in. But you know what? It's crazy. Which. I think it's the little one that does that now. Mm. So I'm like, we gotta gotta pray for the Lord to deliver him from that too. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and that's the good thing about it, like once you're not there no more and you're able to identify it, mm-hmm. and you just address it as such and and be able to groom and nurture um so that he learns. Cause he you know, he's a kid, so there's certain yeah. things that he don't necessarily know. But I know that's one of the things that I've grown in in fourteen years. It's just learn not to be stubborn, learning to um, open, be open, have conversation, talk about feelings and things like that, because I would hold certain stuff in yeah, and I would just let it build up. And I was like, when I say that to me today, I just think don't, also don't one say of that to me today that I've grown in is learning that things aren't always going to go my way. Mm-hmm. Like, even if I have a plan, it's not going to always go as planned. Mm -hmm. And I think nowadays I'm more okay with that. Yeah. I have, like, a list of things. Yeah. That I've I've grown in. I think I'll have to make a list now. Now I'm going to have to go and think about it. Yeah. So that's homework. So no matter where (laughs) you are, no matter where you are right now, um... I, I would challenge you to make this a homework assignment. Um, so if you've been married for 10 plus years or two, three years or whatever the case looks like, um, there's two things that you can do. You can see, write down, take a moment to write down some things that you feel like you've grown in, uh, some areas you've grown in in your marriage in 10 years or 14 years or however long that is. Write those things down and then think think about like what took you to get to that point? How did you grow get from, you know, as for me, like how did you go from being stubborn to a place where now you're able to express, talk, be communicative, and things like that? So I would challenge everybody to kind of just make that a homework assignment for yourself. And even if you're not married, 
then you can still do this homework assignment. Like just sit back and think about the last five years or 10 years of your life Mm -hmm. and see how have you grown in life. even a year. Like you can do. Yeah, people change in a year. Yeah, you can do a lot of self-work in a year. Yeah. So that'll be some good homework uh, for you guys to kind of tap into and it, and you can start kind of seeing some areas that you've grown in and then also just write down some other areas that you would like to grow in. Mm-hmm. And because what we should always be doing is growing. Yeah. We should always be building healthy relationships, not just with each other, with each other or not but just for us, but also for other people because mm-hmm. how we treat ourselves is probably how we're going to treat other people. Yeah. Or sometimes we treat other people better than we treat ourselves. Than we treat ourselves, that's and good. And that's not good either. Like you have to be good for you, to you, so you can be good to others. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So we'll take another break right here, and then we'll pick up on that point. I yeah. think that was a good point. Hey, what's going on, family? I just want to take this moment to say thank you guys so much for your support, for your love, your likes, comments, shares, follows, subscribing, anything that you have done to support Go Hard For God Daily. We really appreciate it. I would just like to ask one other thing. If you could find any of our YouTube videos, just go to Go Hard For God Daily and find a video that you can comment on, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can leave a review on Spotify. Just give us some rating um, and some comments there, and that helps us, the aggregate kind of push us out a little bit more so that we're able to be a blessing to more people. So if you can do that for us, that would be so amazing. But we are appreciative for what you have already done. And thank you guys so much. Now let's get back to this episode. All right, so we're back. We left off on your homework. Make sure that you do your homework. All right, so assessing your life, wherever you are, and... Just um, go through those things and just see how you've grown over the past few years or the past year. Sometimes you could do it for the past month and just, you know, work on continuing to get better from there. Yeah. Now, um, one of the main things that I really want to get into uh, to be able to help married people, and I feel like this is essential, especially for Christian living, Christian couples, those who are um, faith-based, um, being married and in relationships, the number one thing that you need in any relationship is Jesus Christ. Yes. That is the game changer right there. Yes. So if you really want to have a great relationship, um, I believe it starts with Christ. It does. It starts with Christ. Yeah. That was one of the, so we talked about, we've been talking a little bit about our marriage and kind of how, how we are, you know, we've joked a little bit, but in all seriousness, um, so the first few years, there was some rocky stuff. So we talked about marriage goals and things like that. Yeah. We didn't really dive into it, but this is a time to kind of talk about marriage goals and people seeing you on the mountain or people seeing you on the hill, but they don't see the climb. They don't see the valley. They don't see the struggle. They don't see them first five years, the first two years, depending on where you are. Yeah. The stumbles. Yeah. And the- they don't end up try again. Yeah. So <laughs> they don't they don't see all of that. And I think um just from not just from experience, but part of it from experience, the changing point in any relationship is when you have Christ. Yeah. And know Christ. I'm not talking about you just yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Or like 
I was praying like every night, but I didn't know Jesus. Yeah. Like I just knew I could pray and he would, <laughs> you yeah. know, answer the prayer sometimes. And yeah. then sometimes I'd be left on red. Yeah. <laughs> but in that though, cause you did pray every night. Now she prayed every night when we was uh, first moved in our apartment. Yeah. And we had just a mattress and a box spring. <laughs> uh, she was praying every night beside that mattress and box spring. Uh, we had a little TV too. Yeah, we had a little the TV. the lightning came in and T- yeah. messed it up. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> but she prayed. She was praying every night. You know, but I I still believe that God honored you know those prayers because you're you're held accountable to what you know. Yeah. You know, and the things you don't know, you know, we have grace and things like that. Now, this is don't mean you just do whatever you want to do, but mm-hmm. for the things you don't know, you know, I believe there is grace that covers that, and God still honors those prayers. Yeah. And I believe He still did honor and hear those prayers. Um, but the the game changer. So we had some rough first few years. But the game changer in our marriage was Christ. And um, on, speaking from my behalf, it was when I surrendered my life to Christ. And God began to deal with me and better me. And as him bettering me, it flowed according to the structure that God has for family. Yeah. Like God, then the man, the husband, mm-hmm. and then everything else followed. So. Yeah. My connection with God aligned everything else to flow for my house, right? So that was the game changer. So when you're in relationships, in marriage, you need to know Christ, have the relationship with yourself. That relationship, as I've said in a different episode before, your relationship with Christ should funnel to every other relationship that you have. And it just, it makes a difference. Like, you can see the difference that it makes, too. Like, your relationship with God affected my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Because you were following him, which made it easier. Well, I wouldn't say e- somewhat easier. I get what you're saying. <laughs> because, like, even in the beginning, like, after you got saved and stuff, I was still like, huh. Like, I hear what you're saying, but I kind of still want to do what I'm doing, like mm-hmm. my own thing. But the more you, I would say, the more you kept doing what God was saying, hey, do this, do this, do this. And the more I was like, okay, well, I guess he listening, so let me start listening to Yeah, <laughs> it's, a com- it's a commitment. Yeah. Like, that's that should be the first commitment, you know, but it took it took years for that. It took an encounter with Christ with the Lord. It took that encounter for me to start making those changes. And with that encounter, I submitted to God and said, "Okay, I'm done." Like all the stuff that I was dealing with, all the stuff I was doing, I said, "I'm done. Okay, I'm going to follow you." So yeah. it was the commitment. So we have to make a commitment to following God if we really want to be able to change lives. So as a husband, the first lives you should be changing as a husband is the ones in your house. Yeah. And I think 
Yeah, those are the first lives <laughs> you should be following. I'm not following. But those are the first lives that you should be changing. As a husband, the first lives you should be changing um, are the ones in your house, your wife, your children, if you have children. That's that's your starting place. You should not be doing more for people in the street than you do in your own house. Mm-hmm. Now, and I got dealt with me about that. Yeah. Because I was, I was heavily about evangelizing and doing the work of the Lord, but God was like, you cannot forsake your own home. You could, you should not be doing more and going out in the streets and evangelizing, and you ain't even evangelizing your own home. Mm-hmm. I remember those times, and I remember, like, sometimes you would go. I remember one time in particular, I was sick. Like, I'm a little drama queen when it comes to me being sick. <laughs> so I was sick and I felt like I had a fever and I wanted you to stay and, you know, like take care of the kids so that I could just rest. And you were like, well, I have to go to the church to do this and this. And I'm like, well, what about, <laughs> like, what about us? Yeah. And of course I didn't voice that to you, but I was, like tell Lord, like, can you show him? Like, hey, we here too. Yeah. So, I think that look, he was like, look, here <laughs> go your people too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is. It's one of those things again when you're talking about relationship. Your relationship and any relationship that you need to have, the number one relationship you need to have is with Christ. You have a relationship with Christ then he will teach you how to have a relationship with everybody else. Yeah. He'll teach you how to manage like everything else that you have. Yeah. Well, we're supposed to be good stewards over everything that God gives us. So as a husband, um, God gives you a family, mm-hmm. gives you a wife, gives you kids, then you should be stewarding your house. You should be a good steward over your wife and your children. You know, and sometimes, um, they're looking for everything else except for building up their house, right? And for women, too. Yeah. You're not excluded. Yeah. No, you'll look for, like, you can help these kids outside your house. Like, let me help this kid. Let me help this person. Meanwhile, your kid needs, like, all the love and support that they can get. But you're like, oh, they're good. Like, they have this, mm-hmm. they have that, they have this. And they're good, but meanwhile, they literally just want time with you. Right. And I think there's a there's a list of things that we can go down on, on both sides. I know one of the things that I've heard um, men struggle with from their spouse is they would listen to their bosses. They would listen to their pastors mm-hmm. and all these other people. But yet they will not respect their husband. They will not listen to their own husband. That's an issue. Yeah. So it goes both ways. It's not just the man, the man, the man, the man, the man should be doing this or you should be doing this and you just want to hold a man accountable. You have to be doing the things that as a spouse, you have to be the help. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to be nurturing as well. You there's things that woman a woman has to do just like there are things that a man has to do. So, um, but yeah. It's almost like where I read something was like, you should be your husband's peace. Like he should be comfortable with you to tell you anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like 
look, he should be sleeping <laughs> or at peace like Jesus was in the boat when it was just rocking. Yeah. He was at peace. Like, that's how your husband should be with you. Mm-hmm. Like, he shouldn't have to walk on eggshells because you're nagging or because, you know, like, you're always complaining about anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same. Like, it should be the same with your wife. Like, she should feel protected and loved and, like, you care for her and, you know, all of those things. Yeah. So, <coughs> so let's talk about, because you just mentioned something, and I think it died. It, we can go right into that because I had this written down about being supportive when you have a spouse that's busy mm-hmm. or highly <laughs> That are highly, highly recommended. Yes, yeah, like everybody wants your husband, or for some for guys, it may be your wife is different. But everybody wants your husband here. You got meetings here, or you got or events here. Just or you gotta travel. Event or yeah. get your advice, or you know, I'm be honest. Like I would say in the beginning, it was a little hard because I'm like. Them people don't need you that much. (laughs) 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 Like, you don't need to be on the phone all the time. Yeah. But, and also, because I know, like, you would get phone calls random times also. And I think that's when a level of trust comes in, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I remember one particular time where this girl needed advice. And... I think we knew her, like, from school or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you came in, like, our room with her on speaker, not necessarily so I could hear what she was saying, but just so I could hear how the conversation went so that, you know, nothing could be brought back. Mm -hmm. And I think for me that was like, although you didn't give me a reason to not trust you, but that was... To me, let me use, I want to use the right words. It was just a different level of trust. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're not doing anything inappropriate, like, when you're helping people. And you even come to me like, hey, I need you to maybe talk to this person or, you know, like, mm-hmm. something like that where you wanted me to intervene. Is that yeah, word? I guess get involved a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, get involved a little bit just to kind of, you know. Yeah, but I will say in the beginning it wasn't easy. But with time and, you know, just patience, it just it gets easier because I know, like, you have work in this house, but I know you also have work outside of this house. Mm-hmm. And you don't solely belong to us mm-hmm. like you belong to God, and God you still, to. Yeah. yeah and you still have to do his work mm-hmm. yeah so if there are if there was one thing that you would share to like spouses out there who have husbands in high demand or have to travel a lot what would be the one thing that you feel would be helpful to them in in that space. 
Um, I think the main thing is to see what they need from you. Like once the world is quiet, like they're not in demand and they just need to be home. Like, what can I do for you? Like, do you want to just lay in the quiet? Do you want to watch a movie? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you need from me to make like the rest of your day go better? Yeah. Or well, just relax. Yeah. And I, I like, feel just like get rest. I feel like um so on the other side, I feel like you've been very supportive. And I told I was talking to somebody else recently about it. I was like, Yeah, my wife do a real good job with just being supportive and understanding. And I think just as some like in the work and being busy all the time and having to do stuff, I think number one for us who are in that space, it's important to have a schedule. It's important to have a time where you say, okay, I'm taking this day off yeah. or, you yeah. know, you have shutdown time so that you can still have committed time to family, uh, your wife and your kids and things like that. Uh, so having a schedule is important, but I will say, you know, throughout, I know for sure over the past few years, um, specifically that you've been very supportive. You've been very like, if I need to go, it's it's like a okay. You yeah. know, it's like there's there's understanding of what my call is. Well, so sometimes I'm on on the passenger side, with my feet kicked up. Yeah, now you she'll draw a ride real quick. <laughs> when we got a ride, she gonna ride. She gonna, you know, so. But uh, that's that's something that someone who's like like you said in high demand um, needs that support that support system there, and it should be at home. Yeah. Like I, you know, I don't want to go six hours away, four hours away, three hours away, or or have to do an overnight trip and come right back the next day, and I come home and I gotta like. <sighs> well, here we go. Like, yeah. nah, you know, yeah. you don't want to deal with that on either side. Rather, if it was for her, then I wouldn't want her to do the same time, same thing either. You know, and there, there are even sometimes where, you know, me working from home too, and her being in education. There's sometimes where I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna clean the house today. I'll make sure everything's straight. So when she gets home, it's peace. Like, yeah. you feel like being walking into a clean place place just makes you feel good like Look, that was your mess up again. yeah that, don't count it <laughs> but when you walk into a clean place you just feel better it's like yeah. man I, i'm so glad i'm home i can get here i can relax lay my head down decompress yeah i can decompress i ain't gotta put these dishes up i ain't gotta fold your clothes up i ain't gotta you know yeah it, it feels good so i think just having that support system um is very very important and crucial you know, in marriage yeah. and in relationships. And just working well together. Yeah. It's like, it just makes, like, your kids feel it too. Yeah. Like, it just. Um, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's makes good. a big difference. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I understand exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Listen, we're going to take one more break, and we're going to get ready to close out when we come back. If you would like to share your testimony 
and let others know how God has blessed you on the Get Inspired platform, please just go to our website, www.ghfgd.com slash getinspired. You'll be able to fill out a form right there and that form will be submitted to us and we'll review it and then we'll reach out to you guys. Now, if you know somebody else who may have a testimony, then please share this information with them. We would love to be able to share powerful, impactful testimonies that can help encourage others where they are, meet them where they are, so that they can too begin to trust God the same way that I trusted God, the same way that you trusted God through whatever the situation was that you were going through and know that he will bring them through as well. The mission is to be a blessing unto others. Grace and peace. Let's get back to this episode. All right, y'all, we are back. Before we get ready to close out in this last segment right here, I want to uh, tap into something that I seen on social media. And it was a post where this guy was saying, he was like, my cell phone is my cell phone, her cell phone, her cell phone. And the main thing he was talking about was the question was, should each other should you guys have or should a couple have access to each other's phone like was this guy married i don't know if he was married i don't know if they were single but the question was do you feel like a woman should have a man's phone to his password and do you feel like the man should have the password to his woman's phone I don't see. I uh, think I said that wrong too the first time. A woman's phone oh, to I a password. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. But yeah, it's so, okay. I yeah, didn't even notice because yeah, I knew what you meant. The question was: Should a woman have the password to her man's phone, and vice versa? Yeah, I don't see an issue with it. Like I have your password to your phone, right? You don't remember. The password to my phone. I don't. <laughs> I have given it. But to you've you. given it to me. You just don't remember it, right? But I'm not. I'm also not suspicious. Yeah. Like same. I literally have yours, so I can send me whatever. Yeah, we stickers play, I need on Monopoly. Yeah, we play Monopoly <laughs> together. We be doing all kind of playing games and everything like that. Or sometimes, like when you're driving and you need me to text someone back for you, I need my assistant fee. No. Because no. I'm low-key your assistant. You already paid. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, in cases like that where I need to text back or just text someone, um, I don't know, like. Yeah. So, I, so you're saying it's based on if they married or if they not married? Well, I wouldn't even say. I it to me it's depending on the relationship. Depending on the relationship. Like the relationship they have. Mm-hmm. Like is him or her having your password going to cause more problems in re- your relationship? Mm-hmm. Like if that's the case, then no, y'all don't need to have each other passwords. Or y'all probably don't. I ain't yeah. even gonna say y'all don't need to be together because I I I'm gonna just answer and say. To me personally, I think it depends on the people and their the relationship that they have with each other. Mm. Listen, here's my thing: if you're single, <laughs> if you are single and dating, I think, and if you're building like a trust relationship, mm-hmm. if you don't have anything to hide, depending on how long you've been dating and talking, I don't see anything wrong with it. Oh, I thought you were going to say what you normally say. Yeah, I am going to say that. (laughs) 
If you're not married, you're single. Yeah. If you're not married, you're single. You do whatever you want to do, right? So that's the other part. If you're not married, you're single. Um, that's just my thing. So, but let's move right along. I just want to talk about that a little bit and just ask, like, you guys, let me know what y'all think. Do do you think? I wouldn't say do whatever you want to do. Uh, I mean, you're not. I, Granted, there are stipulations. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. Okay. I just need you to there are certain, clarify. There, there are certain standards and things. Like I said, if you're building a healthy relationship and you're trying to be together long term and eventually get married, then yeah, you know, you got some, some rules and regulations, yeah. some laws and stuff that you put in place. But uh, if you just met somebody, you talking, and even if y'all been together like six months, seven months, and all, whatever, whole nother conversation. Yeah. But just let me know what y'all think. If Do you feel like your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your wife should have the password to your phone. Yes or no? Yes or no? So, um, in our case, yes. Yeah, I I think it's okay. I'm yeah. I'm cool with it. I don't have nothing to hide. So yeah, me either. So, but yeah. Well, it's fourteen years later. Fourteen years <laughs> later. Fourteen years later. Oh look! Well, oh, you have given me your password to your phone. Oh, me? Probably not. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Probably, uh, I ain't gonna say that. But <laughs> no, the old me, no. You so, probably would have, because even in high school, you let me take your phone home so that we can talk, because I, I had to get off the phone at a certain time. Oh, that was different. <laughs> <laughs> that we sit on the wood. So, oh, that was different. <laughs> That was different. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So let's move right along. I Look, just want to hit that. Watch this and say when. Yeah, she listen. We ain't bringing that old stuff. We ain't bringing that up. <laughs> we ain't bringing that up. So, uh, one of the other questions that I wanted to ask though was, did you have um, like expectations when before you got married? Before we got married, did you have expectations, or were you just like, look? That just do it. Like, what was your expectation if you had some? Um, I expected for everything to be roses, walks in the park, all the good things. <laughs> the Hollywood show. Yes, yes. Because I watched a lot of movies and I thought this is what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah. I got to wake up call real quick. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't know what marriage was going to be about. No. I didn't know what marriage was going to be about either. It was just something we kind of just rolled into, you know. Um, again, I, I think, like, we did the right thing. Yeah. You know, we fast-tracked. We did the right thing. But we didn't necessarily know what we were doing. No. We didn't know what we were getting into. Um, we went in head first. Yeah, head first. And we realized that marriage really takes work. It's like when you're married, it's not like being boyfriend, girlfriend for Mm-mm. five years. You can't just break there, up. But this is why I say if you're not married, you're single. Yeah. Because there are people who can be together for five years and then they're just like, look, I'm done with you, man. Yeah. I, I just want to move on. And then now you. And they legit can move on. And they can. They, yeah. Like marriage, you got to go to the court. Look, it's. Cheaper to keep them. Cheaper to keep them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's it's different. Like, being married really takes work. You it know, does. I think any relationship does, but marriage really takes work because... Especially if you want it to work. Yeah. Like, it's easy to throw in a towel if you're like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I don't want to put work into that. Like, yeah. I'm not happy. I'll go, you know, live my life. He, he can go live his life. We mm-hmm. just don't have to be together anymore. Yeah. It, it's really, um, it's really commitment. You have to be committed, like you said, uh, committed to each other and like willing to work things out and do things. Now, um, if there's stubbornness, if there's self will, self motivated, everything about me, and selfishness, and selfishness, it probably won't work. Yeah, it probably, it's, well, I'm gonna say it'd be, it'll be tough. I believe God can work anything out. I will say that. I believe God can fix it. Yeah. It can be tough. I believe God can fix anything. I believe in reconciliation. I believe in healing. I believe in deliverance. I believe in all of these things. Um, But both parties have to be willing to, like, put in the work. To not. It can't be one sided. It can't be be one sided. And sex don't fix problems. No. (laughs) It don't. It's, it's temporary you, pleasure. Yeah, I was going to say you might think it's fixing, yeah. but then, like, once it's done, then what? Yeah. Like, the problems are still there. Yeah. Because so. it'll only, like, sex will only fix the temporary want that you have from a um, sexual intimate point of view, mm-hmm. right? And then some people feel like that's the band-aid to heal the wound that's going on. But if you never dealt with, like, treated the wound or got to the root of what your real problem was when, yeah when when the intimacy for that moment that temporary pleasure wears off you still haven't dealt with the mental stuff that you were dealing with thinking about what she may have done or what he may have done yeah. and now you got to go back with that and now you insecure and you don't tr- it's like it's just a whole thing <laughs> you have to go through so um yeah yeah, and you might think it'll fix things, and then like once you're done, you still feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he like, I thought we was good. Yeah. Like, why you still <laughs> bringing that up? Yeah, no, nah, we not good. Yeah. So. Yeah, and there's there's trauma that, um, some people have to get dealt with. You know, they they may be traumatized by certain situations, depending on how bad the relationship is. Mm-hmm. They can, you know. Some and some of them feel like they have to do that, and I think that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, just talking about marriage, relationships, um, men, women who like abused in relationships, mm-hmm. and they just lay down because they just feel like that's that's like yeah, or even know. abused in childhood. Yeah, it's like you can take childhood trauma into relationships yes. as an adult. Yes, and marriage. And so many other things. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the last thing that that I want to ask that we can hit on before we close out is um, do you feel like spit it out? Nah, let's let's go here. What are, what are your uh, expectations now? So we talked about, you know, did you have expectations? Would you, you know, thought when you first got married and it was like, no, nah, we didn't really know what we were doing. We just kind of rolled into this thing. Yeah. But now that we've been married 14 years, like, do you still have expectations? Do you still have, and I, or I would just say goals or things like that, things that you see. So now that you've experienced marriage, 
Yeah. Relationship. Yeah, I children. feel like you should always have goals. Like you set a goal and you meet the goal mm-hmm. and I don't feel like you should stop there. Like I feel like you should set a higher goal and try to get to that goal. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my goal is to always make it better. Mm-hmm. Like even though it's good, it can always be better. Yeah. And, you know, like just make sure we're doing everything that we can do for each other. Mm-hmm. And of course for our kids. Like I think my number one goal is to show them what a good marriage can look like. Yeah. And even like if they get older and they say, well, I don't like that my mom used to do this. They can still like switch it around and make it better for them. Mm -hmm. Or I don't like that my dad used to do this. They can make it better for them. Yeah. But I want them to see that their parents are happy Mm -hmm. and that they love each other. And so that they can be happy. Yeah. And you know, thrive yeah. in a happy household. Yeah, one. I think um, I. So I have two thoughts. Let me let me say the first one. The mm-hmm. first one is, um, I always try to, you know, just create a, a healthy environment and a happy environment. So, you know, I'll play, I'll do certain things, but I also want to exemplify what to my knowledge and what God has grown me in the areas and places that God have taken me and shown me certain things just about being a husband and things like that. Um, I try to simplify that for them, for mm-hmm. the kids so that they have a standard. Right. Yeah. So I have to, I always, um, one of my goals is to make sure that I am the best example I can be so that they know whenever they leave, like for my sons that they know, okay, if they be like me, which one of them want to be just like me. But if they be like me, then they're being like a great example. Yeah. Right? So it's like when we say I want to be like Christ, mm-hmm. like he's a standard. Like he's an example. So if my son say they want to be like me, then I have to be a, a great standard and an example for them. So um, I think that's one of the things that I continue to try to strive for. And, you know, and even for Kaylee, being the only girl, at least she'll be able to see like what a man should look like and mm-hmm. do in a house. Yeah. Right. Now, outside of that, um, some other goals or expectations and stuff that I have for us is eventually me. Um, Give me a vehicle. I would even go further than that. I'm trying to like <laughs> remove you from the job. You can be at the crib. I ain't talking about just again. We ain't doing no slave stuff, but we're talking about freedom, though. I'm talking yeah. about just a level of uh, financial freedom to the place where we can really start enjoying things. After 14, 15 years, you start growing together. Then eventually now um, you want to explore things. You want to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like that's kind of one of the expectations and goals that I have like for us now to be able to just explore, travel when we want to see different things, go to different states, different countries. Yeah. And just like enjoy each other differently than just being at home and going on dates at Longhorn. I like Longhorn. Though. And listen, <laughs> we do Longhorn, we do McDonald's, McFlurries, 
for dates. Listen, we ain't bougie about the cheesecake factory. <laughs> sure, you want that cheesecake? We going to the cheesecake factory. Yeah. We getting two slices because I want a strawberry shortcake um, cheesecake. I don't think that's the name of it, oh. but I know what you mean. Strawberry cheesecake. Yeah. I, I want it's, that. It's just that simple. Strawberry cheesecake. I want it. <laughs> Topping everything. So you want cheesecake factory, we're going cheesecake factory. You want McDonald's, give me my Oreo milkshake McFlurry. Yeah. And we're going to sit in the truck and we're going to eat it with Dr. Kids. <laughs> And we're gonna, we gonna, we gonna hide the evidence <laughs> and we're gonna be back Look, in the crib like nothing happened. Happy as can be. Happy as can be. But yeah, so those are some goals and expectations that I have just for us at 14 going on 15. So I'm I'm looking for our 15th anniversary to be big. Um and again, I just want to do other things like, you know, explore more. Yeah. Do more stuff with you. Like I love you. I love you. Like, for real, for real. <laughs> like, we got to turn these cameras off. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, that concludes this episode, man. Thank you guys so much. All of our frequent followers, those who have been supporting Go Hard For God daily. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys for tuning in with us, uh, rocking with us. Thank you for sharing all the content, all the videos uh, that we post you guys have been engaging with. I also want to remind you that we now have a prayer wall on our website, if you go to www.ghfgd.com, you can go to the prayer wall. The prayer wall is a place where uh, we've created the opportunity for people around the world to go and submit their prayers, and we begin to intercede for you guys and believe and trust God for you. So if you're praying, if you need prayer for yourself, if you need prayer for your mom, your dad, those who are sick, those who need healing, um, co-workers, friends, whoever that is, just go and submit that prayer um, on the prayer wall on our website and we will post it on the prayer wall so that other believers can also be going on like our community. They're checking out, you know, the prayer wall and they're praying and interceding with you guys as well. So the prayer wall is what we're doing right now. We also have the Get Inspired community, a place where you'll be able to experience worship videos, the podcast, um, devotions and things. So we're building that up. So make sure that you become a member of the page. It is totally free. And then you'll get all the notifications and access to everything that comes through Go Hard For God daily on that page. So we have a lot of great things that we're doing, collaborations and things like that. And if you are an artist, um, we're looking to partner with different artists, do content videos and things like that to add into our Get Inspired community so we can share different worship experiences with different artists and things like that through Go Hard For God daily platform. So thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's been fun for me, a very special one that I always remember with my special one. I'll be killing it. Ooh, I, that was a bar right there. That was a bar. I need to, I need to, Don't write a that. special one with my very special. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, uh, this has been fun. Um, so, we just pray that you guys have been blessed, that you have learned something, that you do the homework um, that we've given you to be able to do so you can constantly be assessing yourself and continue to grow in Christ. And that's the number one thing that we desire for you to do. Have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Begin to grow in that relationship. And that relationship will teach you how to have a relationship with anybody else wherever you go. And to be able to walk in a room, change the atmosphere, and you be the difference maker. All right? So, you got anything else you want to say? Um, no. This will probably be my one and only video. That's fine. <laughs> Listen, I know her. But lane. no, 
honestly, if you guys would like us to answer, I guess, other questions that mm-hmm. we didn't get to answer, y'all just send them to him. And then yeah, I, I might t- I'll get check it out. <laughs> I'll check it out. But I'm very grateful. Um, This is something that she normally, you know, it's kind of, it's not her thing. Video media stuff is not her thing. So, but I'm grateful that she was able to um, join us in this episode. So, listen. You guys be good, be great, be righteous, um, wherever you are, and always submit to the Lord's will. All right, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. We'll see you guys in the next one. Grace and peace. Peace and blessings. Holy Spirit's in the room. Holy Spirit's in the room. We don't have to light a candle. We don't have to light a candle. Go ahead and let your light shine. Don't let your light shine. And treat the word as a handle. Oh, oh, oh. Holy Spirit's in the room. Holy Spirit's in the room. We don't have to light a candle. We don't have to light a candle. Go ahead and let your light shine. Don't let your light shine. And treat the word as a handle. As a handle.